Welcome to Premium Cashflow Real Estate Investing Podcast with Sakar Kali. During this program, you will hear guest experts sharing their experiences, best practices, and market insights. We discuss investing in multifamily apartment complexes and how a busy professional can passively invest hassle-free in various opportunities. Your host, Sakar Kali, owns millions of dollars of assets and has done thousands of value-add projects over 20 years now. So listen in for insights. Here's your host, Sakar Kali. Welcome to another edition of Premium Cashflow Podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of welcoming Doug Fullway with a 14 plus company. Welcome to the show, Doug. Oh, thanks for the opportunity. Awesome. Thank you. So Doug is a specialist in uh, senior living and assisted living facilities. He helps out and facilitates many investors and companies uh, looking to invest and get into uh, this sector. Uh, Doug uh, is president of 14 plus. uh, uh, His company specializes in uh, the growing market in senior living. Uh, the senior living market has grown faster than any other demographic and has produced returns uh, superior to any other asset uh, within real estate uh, sector. Uh, Mr. Doug b- brings unique set of experiences uh, as he was also the CEO of Vigilion, which was one of the largest suppliers uh, of software selling thousands uh, to senior living communities. Uh, he holds industrial engineering and an MBA from Howard Business School. So uh, it is a stellar uh, background, Doug. Uh, thank you. In your own words, uh, give us some background uh, and we can get it started. Certainly. Um, you know, I, I started off my career uh, as an industrial engineer I was an officer in the Marine Corps during the Vietnam era, and then I went back to business school before I started in the high-tech world. You know, I lived in the electronic design world for many years. And in 2002, a friend of mine came and said, there's this little company that, that I think is going to go out of business, and I'm thinking about buying it, and I want to have you help me look at it because I think they have sales problems. Mm-hmm. I said, great, what do they do? And he said, oh, they do assisted living software. And I said, what's that? I'd never heard of it. I, I honestly, in 2002, didn't know what it was. Interesting. Uh, but, but I will tell you, uh, I started off by looking at the software and going out and visiting customers and realizing it was an amazing business, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd been in, in the high-tech world and, and done lots of things there, but I, I got myself into a business where not only was it technical and software and how do you understand how to run the business, but it was really about taking care of people, sure. people like mm-hmm. my mom and my dad. Mm-hmm. And there's a great satisfaction that comes from that. And I can tell you, in all my years in high tech, I never had a nurse come up to me and give me a big hug and say, thank you so much for what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. It's a very different world because it is all about taking care of people. And yeah, there's a business and it's very complicated at some level. But it's very, very rewarding. And little did I know, I'd stumbled into the type of real estate that produces the best returns. That's awesome. Um, That's for awesome. a long time, I, I, I found it that a little unbelievable. But as the years went by and I saw what happened, I learned why. Mm-hmm. If you compare the returns in the senior living spaces as mm-hmm. compared to multifamily, mm-hmm. uh, 
senior housing over the long haul outperforms by about four percentage points on an unlevered basis. It's, it's rock solid. And the reason for that is not complicated. When the economy goes bad, multifamily often goes down in some ways. <laughs> when the economy goes bad, senior housing doesn't change because you have an 82-year-old lady who's paying the bills and they really don't care what happens to the economy. They still need help. Sure. They don't move out. They don't, they don't stop paying their rent. For example, right now with the COVID pandemic hitting, you might think, oh, big problem for assisted living. Well, no, it really hasn't been. Yeah, census has gone down a little bit at the moment because we stopped admitting people just to be safe. Sure. Mm -hmm. But people are still paying their bills. And the mortgages are still being paid on time. Mm -hmm. So that's why this segment has performed. Now, maybe COVID will hit hard enough that won't be true anymore. But I kind of think it's going to stay the same. So... That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you for that, Doug. And now uh, let's get started, Doug, here. Um, For somebody who doesn't know what exactly is an assisted living, can you maybe uh, kind of paint a picture of how, I mean, what services are there, what it is about, and things like that? Yeah, certainly. So assisted living is is really a place where people move largely because they have a need, Mm -hmm. and that is the need with what's called activities of daily living. Mm-hmm. What that means is somebody needs help with bathing. You know, mm-hmm. Maybe they're not quite as agile as they used to be and getting into a bathtub is a bit difficult. Mm-hmm. They need help with just pure ambulation walking to dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't walk quite as well as they used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they certainly need help with their, with their diet. They almost always need help with medication management. Mm-hmm. So there are all of these healthcare things that are done. Mm-hmm. And then the other component that's very important is the social side of things. Mm-hmm. You know, 90% of people over 75, if you ask them, do you want to move to assisted living, will say, no, I'm no, not interested. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, about 12% of them actually will eventually move in. And the reason they'll move in is because they have a real need. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they need help with things. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some variants on this. You can think about a continuum and as we go across the continuum, we'll keep seeing increasing levels of care. The senior housing world really consists of active adult, those over 55. Mm-hmm. That's just like an apartment. It's just sure. age restricted. And mm-hmm. so if you know multifamily, you know 98% of what you need to know to do active adult investing. I it's see. really mm-hmm. almost exactly the same. Mm-hmm. The next step up in care is independent living. I, I think see. of that like mm-hmm. a college dorm. That is, there's a, a kitchen, you know, and, a, and, and meals are served, and there's probably occasionally some activities, but it's very much people on their own. They're independent. <laughs> and again, that's awfully much like multifamily. Sure. Now, mm-hmm. we take the next step, which is assisted living. Mm-hmm. You know, I do need help with things. Mm-hmm. And then there are some more steps. There's memory care. Mm-hmm. And memory care is inside of 40% of assisted living communities. And they go in the building and they have both because the, the facts are that when you get to be 80 years old, something like 85% of the population will have some form of dementia in due time. Mm-hmm. So that's just assisted living with, a, with extra care so that those people are safe. And then there's another segment above that which is skilled nursing. 
Skilled nursing is, mm-hmm. in a way, like a junior hospital. I mm-hmm. don't recommend you start investing there, even though it's a very large segment. The average net or the median NOI last year was minus one-tenth of one percent. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's complicated because it's almost all government pay, mm-hmm. whereas mm-hmm. all the other segments are 92% private pay and 8% is paid by Medicaid. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're going to get started and you want to move from multifamily, the easiest place is to start with active adult and independent, then to move to assisted. And by the way, if you go to a campus that has independent assisted memory care and skilled nursing all on the same campus, there term, there's a term for that. It's called a continuing care retirement community mm-hmm. or a CCRC. Mm-hmm. And, and those are places people typically buy into so that they can stay there. And, and, and th- those mean people move in and they don't leave. They stay the rest of their life. I see. Uh, I see. Th- that's, a, that's also a very complicated segment. I don't recommend starting there mm-hmm. um, because it's dominated by, quite frankly, not-for-profits in the churches. Mm-hmm. They don't have to make a huge return. And it's very difficult as an individual to invest there. I see. I see. Now, uh, Doug, a lot of, you know, multifamily active uh, syndicators and operators, um, uh, you know, listen to the podcast. And it sounds like uh, it is an area that they can also venture in, right? What would be some of the first steps that someone can, uh, if they are interested, how they can learn more about it and try to research the market and things like that? For so this? I have, I have, Three ideas of things you could do. I would start by going to the website, mm-hmm. nic.org. That N-I-C. stands for the National Investment mm-hmm. Center, mm-hmm. which is a sort of a trade group of all the senior living businesses, and it's completely focused on the financials and raising money. They have I very see. good information. Um, there are lots of references there, and it's kind of considered the authority on those things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The next place I would go would be to, to an organization called Argentum.org. Mm-hmm. Argentum is the assisted living organizations across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and go read and understand what they're doing. There's lots of good information. Mm-hmm. The third thing I would say is I actually wrote a book about investing in senior living. Interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Right now you can go to Amazon and get it just in investing in senior living. Mm-hmm not to be confused with somebody copied mine and it says invested in senior housing because it's, it's a very, it's a, it's a very different book actually. But mm-hmm. anyway, I would suggest that um, if they'll just go read now, if they'll wait a few weeks, I'm going to post it on my website, 14 plus.com and you can download it for free. And okay. I wrote about all the things you should know about the economics and the returns and the problems. And in the back of the book, there are all kinds of, you know, websites to go to, publications to subscribe to, events that go on. So, mm-hmm. for example, there's a conference that is put on in different regions around the country. Mm-hmm. It's not expensive to go to. It's it's about $400 to attend. Sure. And you'll see three or 400 people for a day. And you can meet the people and you can talk to them and get their business cards and start to learn. 
I see. So what are some of the few basics that we can look at it? Like, let's say if you, someone needs to uh, say that, okay, I want to research uh, independent uh, uh, living area as a first step. Uh, what, what, what are some things like, is it the market? Is it the sort of the aging demographics? And what some so, of those so the first thing I would say is, um, you know, this business is very unlike multifamily mm-hmm. in one fundamental way, and that's mm-hmm. labor. I see. You know, if you mm-hmm. have a hundred units of multifamily, you might have what two to five employees. Sure. Mm-hmm. But if you have an assisted living community with a hundred people in it, you have fifty-five employees. Wow! So it's like almost so, like a two is to one ratio, huh? Yeah, it is. It's almost, and and you know, those vary a little bit, but, sure. but mm-hmm. the point is, you're not going to learn all the rules and regulations quickly, mm-hmm. and you're going to find the best thing to do to invest is find the operator. Interesting. You know, in, in, if you go to the state association, Argentum has those, and there's another one called the American healthcare association that has them. And you can go and attend their events. You can literally get a book with all the operators in your state. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can go online and start to find them. And the key to all of your success is the operator. Sure. Mm -hmm. Because if you find the right operator, Mm-hmm. They can take a really sad old building and, and make it sing and you'll make a great return. I just helped somebody recently acquire a property that had had been doing okay, but not really that well. Mm-hmm. And the trick was the, the operator stepping in has 25 years of experience and he knows how to make these run very effectively. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the return the investors w- will see they're going to see a 10% cash on cash yield the first year. Wow. It goes mm-hmm. 10, 12, 14%. So it's easy. And that makes a really attractive investment because sure. they're buying something that's already cash flowing and they're mm-hmm. going to improve it. Sure, sure. And, and even if they don't improve it, you're still going to earn 10% cash on cash. So mm-hmm. that's step one is find, find that operator. Mm-hmm. The other thing you can do is, you, you need to get intimate with the buildings and the communities where these li- these are located and they're everywhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go visit, go, go do a mystery shop. Gee, I'm thinking about this for my mom in the future. Mm-hmm. I think she's going to be reluctant about moving. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me about what you do and how you do it? Mm-hmm. Tell me why she might want to move in. Show me the building. Tell me what it costs. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, people will be absolutely happy to help you with that because they see you as a future customer. Sure. Mm -hmm. And it's a great way to learn. You'll, you'll learn a lot by going and doing that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't cost anything, take some time. And after a while you'll begin to realize pretty quickly, Oh, I can identify a good operator and it's not a complicated technical thing. Sure. Mm -hmm. This business is about taking care of people. And you can sense that hospitality pretty quickly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you can ask the technical questions about how do you actually deliver the service? How do I know that mom is going to get all the help she needs? Mm-hmm, how much mm-hmm. is that going to cost? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not complicated. It's pretty much common sense. I see. Now, speaking of the asset evaluation itself, Doug, how mm-hmm. does that work? Are we kind of basing it off of the NOI? Or yes, that's, how, that's how a great that question, actually. Um, the, the first thing I would say is much of what you do in evaluating and valuing the business is exactly what you're already doing in the multifamily world. Mm-hmm. That is, mm-hmm. you know, how much is this physical asset worth? 
Well, it's all based upon the operating income, the NOI. Sure. And, it, it, you know, the question is, well, how do I know if I've got a reasonable NOI here? Um, right. And, and on that, my that, website, there, there is a, mm -hmm. there's a, a resource. You know, there's a spreadsheet that I have that says, oh, here's one that's all independent. Here's what the median returns are. And it includes, here's what the revenue is per unit. Here's what the cost for labor is, the cost for advertising. All those costs are all there mm -hmm. so that you can compare a potential investment to those national median numbers. And, and you can do it pretty quickly. And, and that's a great way to start. And then these trade at you know, cap rates, which are a little different than the world of assisted living. But if you go to Marcus and Millichap or CB Richard Ellis, mm -hmm. they publish papers all the time about what the what the cap rates are and what the values are and what the challenges are. Mm -hmm. So my guess is you're already used to looking at those things. You just sure. need to ask to see those things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, typical assisted living is definitely going to be in the in the seven to eight percent cap rate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But of course, this is like multifamily. The A markets are dominated by large institutional investors and it's very difficult for an individual to compete with what they'll pay because they're only trying to earn a 6% return. Sure. And, and that's not very interesting. Whereas if you go to the B and C markets, um, you definitely can find great opportunities because there's so many. Sure, sure. Uh, now, speaking of population, uh, sort of the transition and the trends and things like mm -hmm. that, uh, we always like to say that Sunbelt states, uh, you know, whether it's the Arizona, the Texas, the Florida, Tennessee, and Carolinas and things like that, uh, they are experiencing that demographic shift, as we call it. Uh, speaking of this uh, assisted living as well, uh, is the trend similar to multifamily? Are we seeing the same flight from colder climates to warmer climates and things like that? Hey, that's a very good question. And the answer is yes and no. Uh, let me explain. Mm -hmm. The first thing to understand is that in 2015, there were approximately 20 million people over 75 years of age. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Today, that number has gone up by three and a half million. So it's now 23 and a half million people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, approximately 10% of those have moved to some kind of senior housing. I see. Well, yeah. over, the next, over the next 10 years, from 2020 to 2030, there, there are going to be 11 million more people over 75 years of age. Wow. <laughs> and, and most of those people, if they grew up in a small town in Iowa, they're not moving. They're going to stay in the small town in Iowa. <laughs> so that's maybe a little different than, than multifamily. They're not moving. They're going to sure. stay where they were. <laughs> Having <laughs> said that, there are lots of people in New York or in Michigan tired of the cold weather, and they moved to Florida. They moved to Arizona. Sure. So, yes, <laughs> you see the same thing. I think the, the, the important thing is, just like in multifamily, you want to understand the demographics in the, that specific local market where you're thinking of investing. And I always like to look at a 20-minute drive circle. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you know, you know, people say, well, one, three and five miles. Well, you know, you can go farther than five miles in 20 minutes. Sure. Mm -hmm. And people will drive 20 minutes to see mom in an assisted living community. Sure, sure. It's, it's very much uh, different than like, uh, for example, we talk about that 
you know, one, three, five mile radius in self storage. But as you rightfully pointed, someone can drive 15, 20 miles to just see their loved ones for sure, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Got it. And uh, another question, Doug, it seems that, um, as you alluded to, the operations uh, and, you know, sort of the optimizing the different uh, things uh, around, you know, running and assisted living, that's where, you know, your NOI increase is going to be, right? But how do we know somehow, I mean, it's a, it's a topic that, you know, for example, in multifamily industry, we understand that, hey, renegotiate the contracts, perhaps look into, you know, adding some of the, uh, you know, interior uh, lighting fixtures and, uh, you mm-hmm. know, all the other jazz that comes with renovations and things like that. But it seems that in assisted living, it's a whole different way of you, how you are adding the value. Can you maybe perhaps go into some of those points, Doug, as to how, how Certainly. To yeah, all, that's a, a, yeah, very good question. Uh, the first thing I would say is yes, all those things you're used to in multifamily actually all apply in, in senior living. Interesting. You know, mm-hmm. people, you know, just because you're 80 years old doesn't mean you don't want a nice dining room. You, you do. Sure. You, you, mm-hmm. you want to have a nice room. You don't want it to be run down. You you really care for someplace that's your home. Mm-hmm. Now, part of the thing is it's very different where value is added is in the care services. Mm-hmm. It it is, for example, very often the case that when I look at something, I just did an underwrite for a family office, and the, the revenue in terms of the room rentals came to about three million dollars. Wow. The care mm-hmm. services was another $1.1 million of revenue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you have too much labor, you're not going to make money. If you don't have enough labor, you're not going to deliver quality. And because of that, your census will go down. Sure. So Mm -hmm. managing the labor force to have enough, but not too much. Mm -hmm. Managing what's called the assessment, that is the understanding of the needs of the senior. Mm -hmm. And then translate it into the services. Am I going to come in once a day to pass medications or twice Mm -hmm. or four times? Mm -hmm. Am I just going to remind somebody to take a bath or I'm going to assist them? Mm -hmm. Or am I really going to have to get in there and help them bathe? You know, that's a very, that's a very hard thing to do. Sure. Sure. So realize that that in an assisted living community will often deliver 5,000 services a week. Wow. How could that be? 100 residents, I mean, what, what is going on? Well, sure. three times a day for medication management, three meals a day, and I have to get them both to and from the meal because they have a walker and it's a very difficult thing for them. Hmm. And they don't want to sit in their room and be hibernating. They want to come out and play cards or listen to music or they want to go to a movie with people. Mm-hmm. It, you, be, you see where it's sure. different. And that's why I come back to the point I made earlier about it's the operator that matters here. Sure, the way sure, you sure. add value is you deliver a quality of life in a way that assures the resident and their family that it's safe. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. family is paying for peace of mind. Sure. They want to know everything's okay. They want to know that mom is getting great service. Right, and this right. is why you can take a rundown older building, mm-hmm. you don't have the capital to improve it, but you can take it over and fix those things. And the value goes up enough that you can now turn around and borrow the money to now do the physical plant upgrades to the building. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and very often, a great strategy is to do a value-add acquisition of a broken building. <laughs> okay, somebody's retiring, or they haven't maintained it well, or it's 18 years old and it hasn't been had a rehab done on it <laughs> for for over 10 years. <laughs> I consistently see that you can acquire that, run it properly, and double its value in five years. Wow. Incredible. Which means you're going to produce 17, 18% IRR. It, it's, it's the safest way to grow the business. That's awesome. If you go to building new buildings, that's a little more difficult. And the thing I would say there is there's a massive opportunity that people recognize but really hasn't been addressed. <laughs> when, when the industry started, People built things that were the top end of the market, make it like the Ritz-Carlton. Sure. Mm -hmm. I don't have to spend that much more money. I can charge more money. I can make more money. Mm -hmm. Well, that market's sort of overserved in many markets because there are some people on the other end who've run out of money and they depend on Medicaid. Mm -hmm. But there's the forgotten middle. There are 14 million seniors who can't afford $5,000 a month. They can right. afford free... And this is a huge opportunity that's not met yet. Right. And I was just going to ask you about that as well, Doug, is that depending on the, you know, I guess the uh, person or the individual, uh, like the level of care or what sort of intricate uh, things that they would need, because somebody might be just, uh, you know, let's say uh, needs, uh, you know, perhaps uh, walking and uh, mm -hmm. you know, to and from, but there may mm -hmm. be other folks who may have, uh, you know, some form of dementia. They need reminding or right. some people may need yeah. intensive care. How, how, I mean, how do we classify that? And what sort of is the intelligence behind it? Where, where should, uh, what's the right balance, I should say? That's a great question. Let me explain sort of what the industry does and where there's a real opportunity for a new owner investor in a group. Mm -hmm. The way the industry works is they have what they call packages or levels. Mm -hmm. They'll say, oh, you're going to move in. You get level one, which is you're going to get your, your, your apartment is going to be cleaned once a week. We're going to change the bed for you. We're, we're, we're going to make sure you have three meals a day. Mm -hmm. And we're going to do a health check once a month. And, mm -hmm. and for that, we charge, you know, $100 or $200 a month. Mm -hmm. And then they say, oh, but then you have to have these five other things. Mm -hmm. well, that's going to be $800 a month on top of your rent. Mm -hmm. Or they bundle it into the rent. So that, in, in, in unfortunately, when they it's do like that, they often make a package of the, the thing you can understand is, look, if I have an apartment that I could rent as a normal apartment in this market, if I went out to rent just a, you know, a, a private apartment someplace, and, and it was... $1,600 a month. Mm -hmm. Well, think about I, I, $1,600, but because I'm going to have some social activities and other things in a setting that's sure. amenable, maybe I'm charging $2,000 a month mm -hmm. with, quote, no care. Mm -hmm. If you then pay your caregivers $15 an hour mm -hmm. at 15% for overhead and 30% for your margin, mm -hmm. you come out at $25 an hour. So you can say to somebody moving in, I will deliver the services you need, only what you need. You don't mm -hmm. pay for things you don't need sure. at $25 an hour. And people go, oh, wow, that's, well, wait, how much do you pay to have your car fixed? It's a lot more than $25 an hour. Sure. Mm -hmm. And this is about taking care of your life. Sure. Mm -hmm. you know, so all of a sudden, $25 becomes a more reasonable number. 
-hmm. And now as each individual's needs change, you can flex the amount of care, never discount that. Mm -hmm. It's care. It's, it, we have to hire good people. We have to train them. We have to keep them. Mm -hmm. We have to pay them a reasonable wage. Mm -hmm. Can't pay them $11 an hour like they do at the local hamburger joint. We can't keep them. Sure. Now, so all of a sudden, that value conveyance is easy to understand for the buyer. Mm -hmm. And now you can control your margin on the care service at 30% or better. Sure. Sure. Uh, and, and, and so mm -hmm. just doing that can take a very poorly run building and turn it to profitability very quickly. When we were selling software, we always said, look, pay for our software. It's $10 a month. And we will promise you in writing $100 more revenue per person per month by just keeping track of the services and charging this way. I never had to pay the money ever. Nice. Nice. That's nice. So, so that's the, that's sort of the, you can't get the balance right, as you said. What you can do is you can flex the amount of labor with the amount of care service so they match. I see. Now I see. you're in a great shape. Got it. Got it. Thank you. Now, Doug, uh, speaking of, uh, you know, at, at a global level, when you're operating the business, right, uh, how do you uh, sort of classify the expenses uh, that come with this? Like, uh, is the operations of running all of this, is it more like 40%, 50%? How do so you kind of there are a couple numbers, all of that? Yeah, there are a couple numbers that are worth knowing. First of all, the, the median NOI for assisted living is, is about 35%. Now, it varies. <laughs> you know, you may say, well, I'm trying to make my product very affordable. And, and, and I'm, I'm in a market where people can't pay that much. And, and so you might settle for a 25% number, um, but 35% so uh, is normal. Uh, so are you saying maybe 25 to 35 is the uh, sort of the NOI off of the gross income? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm saying, I'm saying that the, the net income is 35%. It, I see. It's, it, okay. it could be a very profitable business. Now, there's mm -hmm. another number it's important to know. Remember, labor is a big component. Sure. Mm -hmm. Labor costs typically will be between 37 and 40% of the effective gross income. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's your biggest number. Sure. And it's the one you want to check first. Oh, that's, that's a huge deal. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a mm -hmm. huge deal. And you want to make sure it's well understood and well managed because if you sure. get that right, the rest of it is stuff you know how to do already. Right, right. Now, speaking of some of the uh, sort of the issues of liability that comes into all of this, uh, mm -hmm. Doug, because we are dealing with seniors, uh, yep. you know, some of the care, yep. some of the emergencies and ambulance and all of that, that comes into all of this uh, kind of opens doors for liability. How, how does an uh, sort of an asset owner insulate themselves from some of the liability or is it the liability is more on the operator side? How, how do we go? So the liability, I mean, there are two things to do. The first thing I suggest is you have an operating company and you have a property company. Sure. Mm -hmm. And as the investor, you want to own the property company mm -hmm. and you want to hire the operating company to operate sure. effectively for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now you've got one step between you and the lawsuit. Sure. Mm -hmm. That's why it's done. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, the next thing to do is make sure that the operator has a good set of risk management and, and that's 
well-documented, their procedures. The, the other thing is, don't overreact to this. Mm -hmm. The insurance is eight-tenths of 1% of the expenses. Wow. Th that ought okay. to tell you something. Mm -hmm. Sure, absolutely. And, and, and not to say, you know, I've been personally sued. You know, the deductible took care of it and the lawsuit went away. And, sure. and you know, it, yes, it's an emotional thing because when somebody dies because they haven't been cared for well, they're going to sue for wrongful death. Sure. So, but I, I guess going It doesn't by happen that much, quite honestly. It's very sure. rare. Mm -hmm. I see. Everybody I see. right now is talking about, oh, we're going to get sued for COVID. <laughs> no, there's a law just passed that says, you know, if you're if you're doing the things the right way, your liability is going to be limited. So it, I don't want to downplay it as it's not an issue. It's an issue. Sure. But it's not nearly as bad as people fear. Mm -hmm. And, and the, it, when you see the insurance costs, you begin to understand why. It's like, well, because the procedures to manage this are all well understood. Every state has regulations. There are 50 sets of regulations out there. They're mm -hmm. not complicated, mm -hmm. but they're all written down. Sure. And they come and inspect to make sure you're doing them, and your staff has training to understand how to manage those things. Sure, sure. So it's, it's pretty much, you know, it, it's like flying an airplane. There's a risk, but we require that we have licensed pilots. It's the same thing in assisted living. We require that we have a licensed administrator in the building. Mm -hmm. We require that the nurse who's signing off on the documents has a license. We require that there's training for the medication management person to go through training and have experience. Mm -hmm. So there are all these risks, but sure. it's a pretty mature, well-understood process for everything. I see. I see. Now, Doug, speaking of, um, you know, the intake process and sort of the financial due diligence of the uh, incoming uh, customers or the, uh, you know, sort of the senior uh, folks as well, um, mm -hmm. a big portion is paid by them, them and a very small share, I think you said 8% is uh, shared by Medicare. Can, can you maybe delve into... Uh, sort of what goes into due diligence like uh, we know on the on the sort of on the multifamily side we say it all the time that oh the income should be at least three times uh, the rent that you're charging and things like that but when it comes to uh, you know assisted living and independent living and things like that uh, it is a much higher rent to pay can you maybe talk about uh, what sort of the financial due diligence that needs to be done specifically yes i can resident? Yes, I can. Um, the first thing I'd say is take the discipline for multifamily and move it over to this space and just change the numbers, but just be disciplined about it. Mm -hmm. Typically, you know, it's, it's very helpful to know that the average length of stay in assisted living is approximately two years. That's pretty The way you want to mm -hmm. know is, does this person have enough assets to pay the bill for two years? Mm-hmm. And so people are asked to provide a financial statement mm -hmm. and you can check. Then you have to make a policy decision. Am, am I going to make sure they absolutely have it mm -hmm. so that I never have them what's called spend down. They've spent their money and now they move to Medicaid, not Medicare. Medicare doesn't pay for this. Mm -hmm. Medicare pays for individuals health care, sure, which the, they may mm -hmm. use themselves to pay for things, mm -hmm. but they're not going to pay the business. Whereas 
the business of, assist, of assisted living is often paid for by the state Medicaid program. I'm an yeah. owner in a building mm -hmm. where we made a policy decision that mm -hmm. we would accept anybody day one who needed Medicaid to pay everything. Mm -hmm. So 85% of our residents are completely paid for by the state of Oregon. I see. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so our, our numbers are a little different, but this is a very small town. Mm -hmm. It has very high unemployment. Mm -hmm. And we, we pay our investors a 9% return every year. It, mm -hmm. It's not a bad thing. Sure. Because if these people didn't have this place, they wouldn't have anything. Sure, sure. sure. So the diligence is usually make sure, and what we do in our buildings is we make sure they have the ability to pay for three years. And yeah, we're going to lose on some people, mm -hmm. but on average over time, it's fine. Mm -hmm. That's the typical way it's done. The other thing that's done is there's a move-in deposit, a move-in fee. It's often referred to as a community fee, mm -hmm. which is any place from 1000 to $3,000. Average is probably around 2000 that goes to the, to the building, to the community when they move in, and they don't get it back. And, and that's see. done to make sure that people move in and there's a problem and they move out, you, you don't lose a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it's done to make sure that it, when you get it wrong in estimating, you know, how long people can pay, you've got some reserves set aside. Sure. So sure. the way it's managed is pretty simple. Mm -hmm. You know, can they pay for three years? Mm -hmm. And we're probably going to be okay. Got it. Now, uh, speaking of evaluating the, the independent uh, assisted facility, for example, mm -hmm. uh, how do you uh, kind of factor in the aging demographics that could be sort of prevalent in that submarket? And also perhaps some of the, uh, you know, let's say the occupancy, uh, uh, you know, uh, issues that are there. Mm -hmm. Can you maybe talk about what, what goes into sort of analyzing, uh, you know, on the, on the front end? How do we analyze mm -hmm. this? Yes, I will tell you, it's the same players out doing the appraisals. You know, mm -hmm. it's C.B. Richard Ellis and JLL and IRR. It's all the people you already know. They do mm -hmm. those. And so you'll get a 30 page document that answers your question in lots of depth. Mm -hmm. But the things they look at in there that are a little different are, you know, they want to know what the demographics are for 55 and over 65 and over typically 75 mm -hmm. to 80, you know, 80 to 85, those over 85. And they want to know that that demand mm -hmm. as calculated in a simple way, which is if I know what the total is of 75 and over, Mm -hmm. how many are already being served in that market? In other words, mm -hmm. What's the existing supply? Mm -hmm. The existing supply, including the property you're going to invest in, you know, shouldn't exceed something like 15%. Now, mm -hmm. Portland, Oregon is different. 28% mm -hmm. of those over 75 have already moved into some kind of senior housing. So you kind of mm -hmm. got to know a little bit about what the local market is. Mm -hmm. So in, in Pittsburgh, the people that might have moved in, I haven't checked in a while, but it's like five or 6%. So if the mm -hmm. supply and demand are out of balance, that's a problem. Now, why is it five or 6% in Pittsburgh and 28% in Portland? Mm -hmm. Well, a bunch of reasons. One in Pittsburgh, it's a cultural thing. There are lots of three generation families. I see. Don't move into somebody else. So they mm -hmm. stay. They stay with their kids and their grandkids. Sure. Mm -hmm. Portland, Oregon. That's not true. 
Mm-hmm. Portland, Oregon has lots of senior living communities. Mm-hmm. So everybody's been in one. I mean, everybody's got a parent who lives in one. Mm-hmm. That's how it feels. I see. So mm-hmm. it's a very competitive market. So the product, there's lots of product at different price point with different amenities. Sure. It's not mm-hmm. oversupplied because the state is careful about issuing letters to let people build new ones. I see. Mm-hmm. But that's one thing. And you look at the supply and the demand is to understand first, just the pure numbers of people that age and what percent sure. are going to move in. Sure. Sure. The sure. second thing is it's the same as multifamily. We're looking at income. What, what What's their income and what can they afford? Mm-hmm. I, I just finished looking at something in Bradenton, Florida for somebody. Mm-hmm. And the household income is 10% under the national median. I see. Mm-hmm. So you want to know that the product you're going to sell is going to fit in that market. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but the good news is if you're going to get involved in one of these and there's going to be a transaction, there's going to be an appraisal. And yeah. that appraisal is going to lay this out in 30 pages of gory detail, including a careful evaluation of the that's income the statement, because that's what drives the value. Got it. Got it. So Thank in you. that case, mm-hmm. be careful, because if you get the thing, the offering memorandum from the broker, they, they oh, there's no management fee in here, 5%. Oops. <laughs> um, wait a minute. Why am I only getting the trailing nine that's been annualized? Why, why am I not seeing all of it? Oh. Wait a minute. Why is why is this number out of whack with the industry? Sure, mm-hmm. you got to dig in to really understand that. Got it. Um, and got even it. sometimes, when you get the appraisal, you'll find things that you go, "Wait a minute, this doesn't make sense." Got it. Got it. Thank you for that detail. Now, one last question, Doug. What has been the sort of the hardest part of this business? Uh, you know, whether it is evaluating the markets or whether it is kind of uh, improving uh, the efficiency of the operations. Uh, give us some sense of w- w- what is the most challenging uh, part of this business. I I, I think for for most operators and for many investors, the biggest problem is finding each other. <laughs> it's not like multifamily where everybody knows it and can understand it, and and it's everywhere, and there are lots of statistics and lots of tools. Mm-hmm. It's less mature. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. it. You know, you can go in the multifamily space, and if you're going to own large apartments, you can go buy a product from RealPage, YieldStar, and manage to know that you're getting the right pricing because you can do it dynamically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it doesn't exist in assisted living senior housing. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's less mature. So because of it, some great investors mm-hmm. haven't yet moved into this space. I see. And, and so the, just connecting the right investor with the right operator has been uh, the biggest challenge. That's, that's how I ended up doing what I'm doing. I see. Um, Interesting insight. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it, it, by, by the way, that tells you if, if you want to be an investor, if you'll take the time to learn, sure. you can do very well, um, better than you're doing in, in multifamily, but you're going to have to work at it. Sure. Um, because the big guys, are going to go do the big deals in the in the A markets, sure. And they're not going to understand the B and C markets as well, which means there's some gems out there. Absolutely, that presents a great opportunity uh, for yeah. sure. So, thank you, Doug. I appreciate you taking time today. Uh, please share with the listeners how they can uh, find you and learn more about your uh, company. And so, well, well, I apologize. It's a long name, Doug Fullaway. Fullaway is just F. 
U-L-L, full, O-A, A-W-A-Y, like the two words. Sure. Mm -hmm. At 14 plus, you just spell it out. Gotcha. 14plus.com is the easiest way. You can send me email, Doug Fullaway at 14plus.com and so on. And I'm happy to try and help introduce you or help you find things. Because to be honest, eventually lots of people come back and say, okay, I want to invest. Would you look at this and help me find something? <laughs> so I'm happy to be gracious and using my time to help people because it comes back. Thank you. I greatly appreciate uh, you sharing your insights, uh, Doug. Uh, be well. And I look forward to you know chatting with you and getting more insights into some finer parts of this business as well. So thank you for coming on. Thank you very much. I Thanks for listening to Premium Cashflow Real Estate Investing Podcast. Please join us at premiumcashflow.com to sign up for weekly updates, research articles, and more. We will see you again for another great interview with an expert guest. Thank you.